Are we live? Hi, and we live. So I want to welcome Donna Dobson to the stage. He's a veteran and artisan uh, that make handmade leather goods uh, that are a piece of art. He's been trying his hands at jewelry, printmaking, pottery, woodworking, and painting most of his life. So I want you to hear from him. Hi everyone, Donald Dotson from Dotson Designs, and I'm here to talk to you at the Business and Art Infusion Summit about creativity, inspiration, and tips for nurturing and helping that grow. Uh, a lot of I am a leather worker. I've done all kinds of different creative crafts uh, and design things. I was a professional graphic designer, webmaster, a history teacher, as well as what I do now, which full time, which is make cool stuff out of leather. Uh, and I figured it would be a great idea to share some ideas about creativity and how anyone can nurture and bring that creativity to bear. So first of all, what is creativity? Well, the textbook definition of creativity is its ability to think about a task or problem in a new or different way and the ability to use the imagination to generate new ideas. Pretty droll, but I mean, it gets the idea. Um, you know, oftentimes we think of Da Vinci or, or Picasso or all these people who are creative. Creativity can be used for really kind of banal things like accounting. I know creative accounting is a joke, but there is some way that you could make that work and still be within the, the law. Um, creativity, really, the, the key part of creativity we, we want to think about is that it enables you to solve a problem in a new or different way. And in a way, maybe perhaps nobody thought of and that's really a big part of the benefit or genius of creativity and why everybody should try to nurture it if they can. Um, because creativity is problem solving. Um, any artist will tell you that much of what they do as an artist is solve problems. Whether it's what color to use, what technique to use, what slug line to use, what copy to use, how to write the copy, all of those things are problems, they're decisions. Um, and it's important to uh, kind of nurture um, that kind of mindset so that you can employ either use work with creatives or work on creativity and being more creative yourself. Um, many new ideas or solutions when we're thinking about creativity, if think about it this way, a lot of our new ideas and crazy creative ideas are just smaller, already known concepts or ideas that are put together in a new or interesting way. Um, uh, or if you think about it, a lot of times I always joke that some of the greatest inventions are just old inventions used inappropriately. Um, the internet is a great example of this. Uh, if you think about it, it was a way to share research at DARPA. Um, back and forth, basically showing each other their term papers. And now we have this great, big, wonderful internet interwebs. And we can do all these amazing things with the internet. Um, everything from when HTML was starting to allow you to include pictures, and then they started using, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, like the single uh, pixel GIF or uh, uh, 
uh, yeah. And all those things is continuously created this wonderful thing we have, the internet. And it all started with a way to exchange darn papers. So think about that. Um, so how do we nurture or enhance this? What, what, and, and what does a creative person have? What kind of traits? That's what we're going to talk about. So first of all, I have to make you understand creativity is not something that you're necessarily born with. It is a skill and like any skill, it can be learned. Um, and there are certain attributes that make up somebody who is creative and your goal may, might be to just build up the ones you already have or create some new ones. So let's talk about the traits. The most common creative traits that people cite are curiosity, being open-minded, flexible, a risk taker or kind of fearless, and then detail-oriented, independent with a good bit of stick to or perseverance or persistence. So a bigger part of create, being creative is just the mindset. How do you think creatively? And it's not just like drawing and sketching and stuff. Um, and some of these will encapsulate the, the attributes we just talked about. Some of them will not. One of those is to get meta. Um, so when you talk about the meta level, we're talking up here, right? Um, and the, you know, the actual object, the thing we're working on is here, but this is the higher level thinking. So when we're working on a project, when we're trying a technique, when we're trying for a solution, sometimes the idea is to get meta. So you get way up here. So what is it in essence that you're trying to do without all the little um, confusing details? Uh, for example, if I'm trying to remove material from a project, I have a plethora of ways to do that. I could sand it, I can cut it, I can grind it, I can do all these things. Some of those you might not think apply to the actual medium that you're working on. But in some cases, that might be a solution. So you could, of course, apply this, extrapolate this to whatever particular field you're working in. But think at the meta level what you're trying to do. And because part of what creativity is, is thinking outside of the normal uh, barriers. I don't want to say box because that's a, that's a whole nother thing, but thinking outside the norm of normal solutions, because we are looking for a creative solution often. So getting meta helps you to do that because you sort of get down, get rid of all the background noise, flipping your perspective or your thinking, just reversing it, reverse engineering something, um, thinking the opposite of something just to sort of get that different perspective. It doesn't, it seems like it wouldn't make sense, but it actually helps you just approach it from, uh, get, get a new fresh approach. And then of course, just try techniques, try things that be fearless in trying different kind of techniques to solve the problem. Not being afraid that that won't work. The whole point is you might learn something or get some insight, because insight is huge for creative folks, into solving the problem. Um, <coughs> um, embracing failure is a, is a key component to this as well, of course. Um, those practices, those failed attempts teach us something. Um, and focus on the desired outcome and throw out everything else. That's a, that's a good tip, is you just, so you wanna do the thing, whatever the thing is, just throw out everything else, how you normally do it, all the conventional thinking, and just try brand new. In fact, another, you know, it's kind of like why reinvent the wheel? Well, sometimes you get curious and creative solutions when you try to reinvent the wheel but not think about a wheel.
You know, I've you've seen, you've seen tractored vehicles. I've even seen a thing that goes on like Archimedes screws through the snow. So again, you're just, that's a creative approach to a common solution, but in a creative new way. So by just looking at the outcome and focusing on that, as opposed to all the conventional thinking, a lot of times that helps to create, allow you to create, think creatively. I want to talk about this concept of think outside the box. Here's the problem with that. We need a box. Okay. Creative people need some sort of box. All right. Because if we have no box, we have no constraints. And you would think this would allow us to be flawlessly creative and do all the amazing stuff. But the problem is those amazing stuffs we might do may not solve our problem. There's the one part. You've got a problem to solve. So we're already starting to build a little bit of a box. Um, so I'm not saying that you want to lock down and restrict your creative pursuits, but you need to have some parameters. You need to have a goal or an outcome and, and something to sort of focus all that creative energy. Otherwise, it's like having a blank page and tell somebody, draw something cool and creative. Well, there's millions of things you could possibly draw on that. So this gives you some focus and helps to steer that creative energy. Um, oftentimes, you know, when you're trying to do that, you need a starter or a germ idea with some sort of deadline or a low level stressor to help focus and give that push, that initiative, because otherwise you'll just flounder thinking of the perfect creative thing and you're not creating anything because the, the boundaries are too wide. Okay, so it's thinking, it should really be think inside the box. The box just might be a lot bigger than what we think of, but it's not outside the box per se. Outside the box thinking, again, it's semantics, but it's important to understand the important, that, that those parameters are important for a creative person. Um, so we've been talking about creativity. We've talked about thinking creatively, like what kind of ways we can do that the attributes of creativity. Well, how do we nurture this creativity? How do we get more creative? Any normal person can do this. So what are some of the ways? Well, I'm going to give you sort of like bullet approach of just some tips uh, and also what to do when you're stuck. So one of the things is just continuously seek new ideas and inspirations from anything. Um, you know, part of the thing we talked about is the open-mindedness of creative people. And part of that is that any idea could be useful if you hold on to it long enough and it comes around on the guitar, so to speak, if you've ever heard that phrase. Uh, but no, seriously, you know, a lot of times you put the, you see these cool things and you just put that idea in your toolbox. You put that in your sketchbook and we'll talk about that. So museums, gallery openings. I was working on an idea for a, a person's bag, a custom bag. And I was just kind of stuck with what motif they wanted and how to employ it. I went to a gallery and saw a display of Alphonse Mucha's graphic design work and inspiration. I saw something that jarred and helped me adapt it. Okay. Open-minded approach, received the information, tweaked it to apply to what I want to do. I'm not recreating Alphonse Mucha. I'm using the way he did something to employ it in my field. Um, we are rabid consumers of me movies, media, and music. Any of those things are helpful in creating, you know, you're, you're trying to create lots of input and stimulus that we can then react to that helps 
get those juices flowing. Um, the more you've seen, the more you can then use that, that tool, that motif, that design, that color scheme for whatever you're working for. And again, this can apply to less creative arts as well. Um, whether it's agriculture, electronics, whatever, seeing all the different ways, seeing an old electronics, how they set it up, you might be inspired about, oh, well, if we go back to that idea, okay? Learn new skills in other mediums. So this helps those cross techniques and fusions of ideas and techniques so that when you're working in one field, you can use something from another field to help. It might be a fusion, an adapted version of that, but the philosophy behind it might be useful okay so obviously as a creative person i'm looking at pottery stained glass and all those other things but again pick your field and think of the allied fields that are around it google image search believe it or not something as simple as that you might get some ideas where does that word for or phrase take you you might not get anything you expect and that might be good or bad um but you know it's not a bad thing to have um in order to it's just a quick thing to give you some inspiration to make you think of like oh i never thought of that doing it that way all right or you get a result that's completely unexpected which may be helpful um seeking new experiences again this is how we receive that information so uh, travel sometimes that's harder it's a little more expensive but travel is a thing uh, because you're exposed to just different differing thoughts and ideas and conveyances even um and just be a sponge and absorb it and note it. Um, improv or acting classes kind of gets you out of your normal thing. And it's really good for being spontaneous and pulling together ideas quickly. Um, doing things outside of your comfort zone, whether it's going to the opera or going to the Renaissance fair or whatever. Sometimes it's interesting to have those experiences um, because it pushes you and allows you to learn new things. Uh, techniques in other arts or in other fields. Again, I mentioned that already. Taking classes in other arts or other fields. Um, you know, I learned, I've learned some pretty cool stuff in math class, believe it or not, that I could then apply to what I was doing. Um, and then, you know, even something as simple as going to a restaurant, um, a different restaurant, different kind of cultural thing, eating, try Indian food, try Chinese, a real Chinese restaurant. Uh, just seeing those different things, how do they do the same things we do, can learn a lot. Um, receiving and doing all these things is all well and good, if you, but if you don't do anything, if you don't store that information, if you don't have a way to put that in your toolbox for later, then it's not as useful, um, and you're just relying on what's in your head. So record and reflect. A great deal of this is about filling your toolbox with ideas, but you need to capture them. So journals, sketchbooks, photo albums, scrapbooks, recording of stuff, all those different ways are a great way and you know to, to look at, because then you can go back and look at them later when you're looking for ideas. Um, when I was doing jewelry, I used to make little, little cartoon sketches of jewelry ideas. Um, while I was doing something, I had a machine I had to watch or do something, you know, boring, you can do those little sketches and then they look back on them and that gives you some inspiration for some other ideas. Of course, you need to practice your skills, whatever those skills might be. So this is obviously a, a way that you foster that creativity. All right. Um, just, but you have to take action. So we, a lot of times with creative people, we get in our heads so much. 
Oh, I got this idea. I got this idea. I got this idea. Well, until you do something physical with that idea, it's this sort of amorphous blob and, and sketching it or making a paper mock-up or building this, creating the components or wireframing it in the digital world, all are great ways to sort of take it to the next level because now you're it's got a physical manifestation that which you can interact with. So there's a kinesthetic approach to that that will help um, as well. So, um, and, you know, obviously practicing and refining whatever technique, whatever it's, whether it's coding, whether it's your musical, musical stuff, whether it's, um, you know, any creative art, practicing techniques over and over help. Okay. Um, when you are doing those things, you create tests and samples to create confidence. So if I'm going to try a new technique and I'm not sure, I don't do it on the real thing. I do it on a practice thing. And then I see how it comes out. I know what to expect when I do the thing for real. And that will help me to um, um, be more confident when I approach it. Um, there, I, I, My work, wood shop is filled with lots of little bits and pieces that I was like, well, let's just see how the plane does this. Or can I get these two pieces to fit together? And I just test it on not the real piece, just scrap pieces to try to make sure I can see how that works. Because sometimes what's in our head isn't what that physical reality is. And then of course, kinesthetically, that helps lock some of those ideas into your head as well, because you're actually using your hands to create something. Um, your environment is critical for creatives. You have to have a cool environment uh, for you. A, a place that nurtures creativity. My workshop, this is where I am, I'm in a leather workshop. Um, and I have a lot of my leather work out there. It kind of lets, hey, look at that cool thing I did. Ah, I like that, you know? And of course I like it, but it shows me what I've done. It's kind of like a trophy. Um, but you could also have cool art. You could have music playing. Of course, music is key for a lot of people that having that stimulus is, is key. And when I say mood music, I mean music that's appropriate for you. Maybe you need hard rock or screamo when you're doing your work. I don't know. Whatever works for you, okay? There is no correct creative music. It's how you respond to it that is critical. Um, visual cues, inspirations, quotes on the walls, sketches of stuff you wanna work on, um, little toys or puzzles. Sometimes people like to fiddle with those things. It helps their brain work. Um, co-working threads are another great way to create a positive creative environment. You could have somebody on Skype and you just co-work with them digitally. Um, so, cause again, we're, we'd oftentimes we're not working in a place we're working alone. So this allows us to work with say another creative person while they're doing their thing, you're doing your thing. And you're just sort of chatting back and forth as you can. And it's kind of fun. Or sometimes you look how, what do you think of this? You know, um, I have, I've done it through Skype and then I have a, a Facebook one where I actually talk to my friends and say, hey, what do you think about this? And we just sort of show off what we're doing to each other. And, you know, sometimes we get up, we ask for opinions and it's very helpful. Um, you know, and then of course, background noise, sometimes that's, it's helpful to have some sort of background noise if it's not music, like uh, TV shows or movies you've seen a bazillion times. So it's not distracting. It just sort of fills that. So it kind of takes a little bit of that edge off. Um, so those are some ideas of like how you can help enhance your creativity. Well, what about when you get stuck? So we'll talk about that. So first thing is change your environment. If you get stuck creatively, change your environment if in the moment you need to do that, okay? Go for a walk, uh, get something to eat, 
um, you know, any kind of thing like that, just to just just get outside of wherever you are and, you know, go visit a coworker if you're, you're you know, working at a workplace. Um, just a little bit to change that. Not for a long time, just a little short time, but it just changes that those inputs. Um, and then the, another thing you could do is let your subconscious out with what I call Zen activities. And Zen activities are anything that allows your subconscious to sort of bubble up and gives your sort of more active brain something to do, but it's mindless enough that that can still happen. So you've got this problem you're trying to do, you're trying to solve, and I take a shower. And a lot of times I've been working on a problem, I've been gnawing on it, just not getting there, and I take a shower and all of a sudden I get two or three ideas. Um, I oftentimes think I need a waterproof whiteboard in my shower so I could just write them down, but I just take notes as after I get done out of the shower. But it's a great thing because your mind is occupied with something that's done a zillion times and it allows that subconscious to come up. Uh, walks are okay for working through problems, vacuuming, mowing, uh, just don't run over anything. Um, weeding, doing dishes, stuff like that. Even exercise, some exercise like running on a treadmill or something, you can kind of work through some problems. Um, I find a shower works best for me, but it could be whatever works for you. Um, apply a stressor to the problem. <laughs> so give yourself a deadline or a goal. This needs to be done by, okay? Or I have to have the, these many solutions to the problem to try to work through. It just gives you a little bit of pressure. Um, review your notes and your sketchbooks and see what you've done before in things that are related. Just kind of page through and you might see something that strikes, gives you some insight. Um, uh, flip the idea and of course change the perspective. We talked about that before. It's a common technique. So you could kind of just like, well, what if we tried the opposite of this? Think about things like your negative space and the white space areas in your design, for example, or whatever analog works for whatever field you're working in. There's always that sort of null space that you can sort of play with. Um, focus on the outcome again, what creates the best outcome with your parameters and throw everything out. And just not necessarily start again, but just say, am I meeting these criteria? Um, how, what could I do to make it better? And sometimes just that different way of thinking will, will help you figure it out. So I hope you've uh, learned something about creativity. Um, we all have the ability to become creative or more creative than we already are. It is a skill that you can learn. Um, we all have those ability to take those attributes and apply them to become a more creative person and solve cool problems. Um, so I hope this has helped you to do that. And I will probably see you at the Q&A. Um, but if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to help other creative people or people become more creative as we all learn the creative journey. Donald Dotson saying goodbye. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So many tips on how to be creative. Well, um, people struggle with it, so I figured why not? Uh, <laughs> and, and I also times get a lot of times I get, you're so creative. How did, how did this happen? Or it's just something that you were born with. And I, I've, I've often felt that that's really not the case. Um, that I'm not as, A, I'm not as creative as people think I am. <laughs> and B, that it is a skill. And it's something that 
just through how you've lived life and how you expose things to expose yourself to different experiences and different inputs and stimulus can make you more creative. Yes, it's like a knife, right? You have to sharpen it. Yes, yes, exactly. And a lot of a lot of creativity comes from making connection connecting ideas. So if you don't have any connector pieces or any other ideas, it's really hard to do. So <laughs> That's, that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, I think that's 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 key. I like to do that. I, you know, sometimes you don't have to start from scratch. You can use, go check somebody else's ideas, and that's enough inspiration to kind of work the puzzle and how they fit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 solving problems is all is ninety percent locating little solutions and putting them together to create a bigger solution to a problem. So whether it's a technique, a how to do something, or it's the idea, or it's the theme of an idea, um, I tried to, to talk as general as I can, because not everybody's in the creative space, but a lot of this stuff could be applied to computer coding. It could apply to any number of business type of things. Um, you know, the joke of creative accounting, you know, people go, oh, we don't want creativity in accounting. Well, maybe you do. Maybe there's ways you can find money that you can save in a way you didn't think of before because you did flip things or you did think of it from a different angle or perspective. So. Well, that's what CFO does, right? They do creative account. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they maximize those, those investments so you can save some more money. So, yeah. Yes. And that, that's awesome. I have some of your creative work on the back. Oh yes, I see it there now. Yes, I gotta get some. I gotta making got to get making some more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. Um, so one thing uh, that you would tell somebody to how to stimulate creativity. Uh, so just look out for inspiration and in all these people's work. Whatever speaks to your soul, right? Whatever speaks to you, um, I will go there, right? Go to the museums, go to see a painting, go to see nature, um, read, read a book. What will be your favorite? I have to say that I, I do. Well, <laughs> it depends on the medium I'm working in because I have different niches. So if I'm doing steampunk and cosplay, then a lot of times I want to immerse myself in that environment. So if we're doing Star Wars, I want to watch Star Wars movies or read a book or something to help me kind of get in that mood. Um, but I, I find, I guess, to be more, more general, but more specific at the same time, movies and just visual stimulus, um, you know, whether it's uh, movies, photographs of things that are in that genre um that's what because i'm a very it's it's a very visual thing that i do so i'm sure if i was a musician it could be a completely different type of thing but i find that's useful um history sometimes too because a lot of things that i'm creating have a quasi-historical basis it might be fake history but it's still there's some real history before because all those ideas come from people who are they're designers and they're coming up with things and they're using some of that costume design from 
100 years ago, although it wasn't costumes, they were uniforms, maybe. So those are the two things I pull from a lot. So. That's awesome. But again, you know, if you're if you're if you're doing project or concept design, you're yeah. not going to necessarily watch a movie about factories. You know, uh, you you really need to. I think everybody, when you are whatever field you're in, you do really need to do a deep dive in that field, so that you have enough background to then be able to make those comparisons and those connections, because you can then use some technical term, which I'm not going to pretend to, to know that to how to do that. What, what, you know, how does ergonomics play into that? How does, uh, does manufacturing designer retooling work into that when you, when you're trying to change or when you're trying to create or solve a problem. So you have to have that background and whatever it is that is your, your thing in order to allow that creative input to work. Otherwise you're just kind of, floating around. It's, it's very hard for a, a person without a lot of experience to come up with those really creative things if they don't have a basis in at least the real world as far as whatever their their niche is. Um, that being said, sometimes somebody who's completely new, they don't have all those those preconceived notions that are holding them back either. You know, they've, they, they don't know that that doesn't work or they don't, or maybe they know a way, a way around it because they're again, up coming at this from a fresh angle because they are naive. It's, it, you know, I guess it, I guess there's not a good answer there. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. You just have to find inspiration, right? Sometimes we need to go look for the muse, right? Yeah. Um, having any kind of muse is oftentimes a, a, a useful thing. I mean, think how many songs have been and poems have been written because somebody's in love. I mean, just hundreds of thousands of, of stuff. And, you know, until you're in that situation where you're maybe pining for somebody, you know, those, those things are okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, that song really hit me because I'm missing somebody, you know? Um, so you just have to find your particular muse and how best to use it. Remember, love is just one of the muses. So. Right. <laughs> You can have. You can also get inspired by broken hearts. <laughs> yep. Anything. Anything. You know. Um, and I often, I often do find something interesting in it, getting exposed to different cultures. You know, just go to a, a different, even a different state. But a lot of times, if you're in a different country, it's just like, oh, they do that a little bit just differently enough that makes you kind of step outside of that perspective. I mean, thankfully, the military has given me free travel, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> okay, well, this was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have Gina join us in a little bit. So uh, I will welcome you to come back later for more Q&A, if you can. Uh, thank you for all the amazing ways that we can be creative. Uh, Happy to help. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Stay tuned.